Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's Loud and Local here on The Rock, and I got one half of Seattle's most amazing twin duo rock band, The Black Tones, in studio. This is a special occasion because, um, well, I'll, I'll let her talk in just a moment, but I will. I have to set the tone, I have to set the scene just a couple weeks before the pandemic starts. They're in studio for the first time ever on Loud and Local. They're talking about South by Southwest. It's going to be amazing. We're about to blow up. This is going to be incredible. Pandemic hits, and she's leveled up in so many ways. The band is leveled up in so many ways. We talked via Zoom. It's all good. We got through. We did what we had to do when the time you know permitted and stuff, and we, 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 we made the things happen but it's so awesome to have you in studio eva walker how you doing eva i'm cedric walker ah. <laughs> i can't even talk cedric's like not here tonight he had to work a little late he did but eva what's up hey kevin uh i can't believe you remember that <laughs> yeah of course i remember oh, that oh man we were so excited and then it was just like nope just ripped away so you think south by southwest is ever going to happen again i that's a really good question yeah. i have no idea it's a lot of other stuff have has happened yeah. since then that you don't even need that. <laughs> <laughs> You're beyond South by Southwest now. That it's like, you know, if it happens, cool. Yeah. If it doesn't, cool. <laughs> it's all good. So you're probably floating uh, on the the clouds today. You had w- w- when we're recording this. This is on the twenty uh, first. Last night was a star studded gala at the Moore Theater for Smash, which is Seattle musicians accessing sustainable healthcare. Uh, it was their annual benefit concert featuring a who's who of Seattle talent. Mike McCready. We had Shayna Shepard. We had uh, Courtney. Courtney from uh, Dandy Warhols. We had, you know, Kurt Block from the Fastbacks. You had an incredible performance, and I have to admit, I left after your performance. You were <laughs> the absolute like sensation of that show. Oh, you, thanks. You man. played with uh, probably someone who you would call a friend at this point, but yeah. to many, just an iconic hero of Mike McCready. Um, and and in bring me to that moment. How did it feel to be on stage rocking out wearing your shiny Macho Man Randy Savage looking jacket? <laughs> yeah. Must have been badass. I was looking forward to it since I fi- found out that I was going to do it. Yeah. So uh, I found out I was going to be involved while we were still on our tour. Yeah. Um, because originally I wasn't going to be able to, but then they moved the date and I was like, ah, I want to be there. So um, yeah, it it was incredible. I I wasn't even nervous. I was just excited. I was sitting backstage, like with my husband, twiddling my thumbs, like, "Listen, my turn. Listen, my turn. Listen, my turn. Yeah. This is gonna be so much fun." Um, and yeah, I mean, working with Molly and Mike, which I've worked with them before, it's yeah. just a blast. They're amazing musicians and artists, and we just meld so well together. We're all like, "Hey, let's not just go up there and sing a song. Let's have a whole freaking." you know freaking mm-hmm. show let's yep. just, you know glitter and we had dancers yeah. <laughs> so we we did the whole thing um it was great and i was carried out by the dancers amazing <laughs> it was a tribute to david bowie so yeah. how did you guys did you guys have the whole run for the discography like we can choose what we want or were you assigned songs yeah there was one song i had asked to do but that one i don't know if it was reserved for someone or it was had just it had been chosen but for the most part i could we could choose any song that we sure. wanted but my original choice was rebel rebel because that's my that's my yeah. favorite yeah uh but then i was like you know what i'm gonna do either young american or modern love 
And I had originally chose Young American because I had the outfit you saw last night. Yeah. I was like, I have the freaking outfit for it. Yeah. But then I saw the lyrics and was like, I only got a couple of weeks. I'm not going to memorize all these words in two weeks. So I switched to Modern Love, but I kept the same outfit. Yep. <laughs> she had the American flag uh, leotard. American flag leggings. Leggings. Yeah, yeah. yeah leggings. And then leggings, I have this rather. jacket with um, this leather jacket with rhinestone fringe, and it says Eva Kaniva. Eva Kaniva. That's the I, nickname? Uh, uh, you know, I've got a couple of nicknames. There's Evil Eva, and there's Eva Kaniva. And Evil Eva is not because I'm such a bad person, but yeah. it helps people remember that my name's Eva and not Eva. If I put, if I say, like evil, then they're like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's like my, you know, and I remember, I, I was too young for Evil Knievel, but I remember his son, and uh, I was a fan of that. Nice. The whole Daredevil phase, so okay. when, I was, when I was younger. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So how did you meet Mike McCready? Is that... Um, so I was going, so I, I work at another radio station. You work and at I was, KXP. Okay, yes, I was like, can I say the, it uh, on your show? It's all good. <laughs> you know, we, we ain't radio station gangbanging here, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you work. I'm going to KXP walk all over your table here. We do the two, uh, we do the two local music shows in we Seattle. Do. So that's another, you know, bonding thing between us is like, you know, we can share artists and we, we share that bond of, of two voices for the local music community. So yeah. I don't have any problem with mentioning that, yes, you do. I love awesome that. Show. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I, I see you as like my, you know, ally in this local music. I love this. It's all about um, that. <laughs> um, so a few years ago, I we I got a message to my um, my KXP email from a guy Chris who works with Mike, who works really closely with Mike. Yeah. And he said, "Hey, Mike McCready saw your band in Seattle performance. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it was the very first one we did. We've done two now, but it was the very first yeah. one." He said, "He Over, shout um, out Victory Studios. Yeah. yeah, Victory Studios." And um, Chris was like, "And he really liked your performance and wants to work with you and release music from you guys." And I just kind of stopped everything and said, "What?" what <laughs> yeah um and i immediately messaged him back and said yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah, yeah just <laughs> what do you need <laughs> sign sign me up yeah um so that was the first interaction was through chris and so we released um a a and b side uh, called the devil and his grandmother which was named after a grim fairy tale that yeah. uh, i like i like on reading. hockey talker on hockey talker that's label. right yeah. yeah and um so that was the first introduction and then smash happened virtually in 2020 and that was the first time we were invited to do it and we were invited uh, mike wanted to collaborate with us on smash and so so we did uh songs of hope and we did pride in the name of love from you two um and so that was our first collaboration together um and then um yeah we've just kind of you know we talked on the phone and we've just remained in uh, in touch and now we you know we text we he invites me and molly uh to do like benefit shows like we we did a benefit with him and matt cameron and uh andy stoller who plays in heart and they invited us and Shayna to like be the three singers for the night and so we just collaborate okay um, so we can basically what you're saying is you're now in the pantheon of like rock legacy <laughs> um yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to Silver Platters in Soto, there's like uh, <laughs> there's like paintings, there's murals of you know Mother Love Bone, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. When we get in Black Tones, up I there. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I know. Um, but no, yeah, he's uh, one of the things that when I I first talked to him on the phone, he told me the song "The Key of Black." When he first heard it, he was floored. That's awesome. And um, I think how he was 
uh, he he saw a band in Seattle, but I think maybe before that, I don't know if the timeline's correct. I think Thunder Pussy put our music in his ear because they mm. were such big fans, and I had no idea yeah. how much they liked us and that they were talking about us to other people. And I, they were champions. And I didn't know about, yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate Thunder Pussy for that. And uh, so he said he he was like, I, also Thunder Pussy have talked to me about you guys, you cool. know. And so I explored it. Um, and then I try to do the same thing. I'll show mm-hmm. Mike. Or I'm like, hey, check out this person or this person, yeah. you know. Um, you just gotta keep spreading the love, you know. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, we just you know, um, I'm working, I'm trying to work on a second record, and I. There you I, go. Was with them a few days ago, and he was helping me with some songwriting process that I have for a couple songs I'm okay. stuck on. But uh, yeah, he's a, a great person, and he really champions um, the the musicians here. Really appreciate them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and he doesn't have to. He doesn't he, have he to. He doesn't have to. Absolutely. Like he, you know, and and the fact that he's so entrenched in the you know the the local music scene is awesome. So yeah, and wanna... a lot of people are. Um, yeah. Matt Cameron is the same way. Um, I. I I, I want to say I haven't met him personally yet, but I want to say Dave Matthews is is like that Kim too. Kim Fail too. Yeah, there are, there's a lot of veterans here that like stick a hand out yeah. and also like pay attention and care, and that's what's so great about the scene here. Um, is that if this was I don't know any other city that's like this. When we were on tour in Atlanta, a guy was like, "Wait, you know, you know." You know Mike McCready from Pearl Jam? I was like, oh, oh uh, yeah. I don't even remember how it came up. I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, I was like, you know, we all live in Seattle together. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Well, I live here in Atlanta, and there's a lot of stars, and I'm not knowing and talking to any sure. of them. <laughs> so I think Seattle is really fortunate to have that kind of just relationship. And no one's a diva. No mm-hmm. one's a, you know, a jerk. Everyone's just, you know, everyone's doing their own thing, and people support each other. At least in the community that I'm in. <laughs> Go eat a bag of dicks with Queensryche. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I think that that speaks a lot to just the kind of like the um, blue collar aspect of, of like Seattle musicians in a sense of like the way that, you know, uh, classically it, it kind of, you know, existed beyond the music industry, right? Like it was kind of its own grassroots kind of thing. And so the fact that it still can remain that way and there can be that organic relationships where we can have these rock icons, these heroes that don't uh, act like it, you know, or necessarily, yeah. uh, you know, they're not above, you know, seeing a rad band at the Blue Moon or wherever. Yeah, right? because so. they they know they know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Barrett Martin from the Screaming Trees is yeah. like my music dad right now. He helped me and my brother get a new drum kit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a a mentor to me and my brother and I, I introduced some like uh Peter Buck from REM was at Smash yesterday and I was like, Hey Peter, you remember my dad Barrett? Yeah. <laughs> he just started laughing. That's amazing. Like, you know? Um and like that's the community here. And uh, I remember Barrett saying distinctly on the phone, he's like, We're we know how important your where you're at is and we know what that feeling is yeah. and people just want support and to be encouraged. And um one of the things and I'm paraphrasing, Ben Gibbard said in his Seattle Times interview when they talked to all of us about mm-hmm. this. Ben was like, you know, no one cares if you're, you know, nobody wants that star nope. attitude. Like, nope. you're not, you know, nobody's, people are, we're going to call you out on that, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I can ramble forever about that. But there's some really great people here, stars and not stars, that are just, like, incredible. Absolutely. Uh, we're definitely going to have to touch on the fact that you casually mentioned you're writing a new record. So we're going to have to talk <laughs> about that in a few. Trying. Um. <laughs> But first, I want to check in with the tour. So you guys went on a five-week 
U.S. tour, your first tour. North American, it's technically four days in Canada. Okay, so first North American, (laughs) full North American run. And you went with the the best party band, the best (laughs) cover band to ever walk the earth, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies. Tell me what it was like. Being on the road with uh, that iconic band, like that, I I remember like some of my first uh, like compilation CDs I bought with like No Effects and Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. So that's just so awesome that you got to do that. What was it like? Tell me some of the highlights. Yeah, it was great. They are they're they're very nice. They're they're amazing. They're encouraging. Um, I was nervous at first. I think for the first few shows, maybe the first week. <clears throat> I didn't even bother to try to meet them because I was afraid that I, was, I would be bothering them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that vibe at all. They're so welcoming. I was just in my own head like, okay, this is my first national tour. Let me just not, you know, sure. let me leave the stars alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would they were approaching us just, That's awesome. you know, because they were watching us play and they loved the, um, they liked our performance and uh my husband here was tour manager during yeah, that Yeah, so Jake, why don't you hop on Jake? the mic? What was that like for you? Was this your first U.S. or full North American tour? It was, as tour manager or anything else. Yes, it was. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> and it'll be my last. No, I'm just Okay. <laughs> but you also, you play, like, percussion, right? Yeah, and, I play bass. Um, or you play bass, With sorry. the band when they need it, sort of break glass in case of emergency. Cool. Um, I, yeah, I've been in Seattle for about 15 years, and I played in a couple of smaller bands, rock sure. bands, uh, um, in my day here, and... So I know how to play guitar and bass. So when needed in recording or um, live here and there, I jump in. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he was. He did a very good job. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You, you didn't have to like, um, you know, like uh, beat up any t- any any uh, any uh, promoters, like, and, and send them to the ATM to pay you or anything like that. No. 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 no? Okay, good. Surprisingly, no. Nice. Um, but I think the one of the highlights when people ask me what was my favorite show on the tour, I would have to say the Chicago House of Blues. Yeah. Because um, I love the blues, mm-hmm. and um, I just remember it was nearly sold out, or it was sold out. I don't even know. But yeah. um, a, it's a historic place. Mm-hmm. Um, B, it was filled, and the minute we started the first song. Immediately, there was this rush that came over me, and I was like, "This is the most successful I've ever felt in my That's entire yeah. career." Like, I'm at—I made it to the Chicago House of Blues with my family mm-hmm. on the stage, and my husband by my side. So my family is in the House of Blues, and I'm playing to a nearly sold-out crowd, and I'm playing an original freaking song yeah. on guitar. Yeah. It was the most successful I've ever felt um, in my life and on that whole tour. <laughs> You had so much fun. You made me run upstairs and get a harmonica for you, so we could go over the the set time, and so you could play <laughs> you could play blues harmonica. I had to play an extra song because That's I was awesome. like, "We're at Chicago. I gotta do one more." I'm sorry, we went over, <laughs> but we amazing. didn't get yelled at. It was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ask for forgiveness later. Yep. You gotta do it and enjoy those moments. That's incredible. I will you, and sharing that stage with it. It's not just you know a band member you're with. That's your. That's your twin brother. My twin brother. And my mom was on backup vocals. Your so mom, mom was on was, tour with you? My too? mom was on tour the whole five weeks. She did every show but one. That is so sick. Yeah. And yeah. your mom, who was my principal growing up in That's elementary right. school. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. So your principal was on tour. Your principal was on tour, my, Kevin. Yeah, my principal was on tour with you uh as part of the Black Tones. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. So um 
a lot of times, uh, so tours, you know, they'll like a big touring band. They'll get a band. They'll get a band to open, and sometimes, you know, like people will be shuffling in, or it'll be like a third full or what. Did you guys have a, a good reaction? Was there was it pretty packed when you guys played? It was packed from the beginning, That's which badass. I was expecting. Okay, I was expecting to go into every gig like, hey. There'll be 50 people no there to us. see us. Yeah. No one knows us. And if we do 50 people a night, great. But it was like 500 a night. That's so sick. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, they show up early. They show up on time. Yep. Like they were there for the first band. But it's funny because the most common thing we also heard was, man, I usually, you know, don't really pay attention and listen to the first band. At the opening. I'm like, why are you here on time then? But they were Beers. there. Beers. <laughs> Beers. That's why they're true. on time. It's beer o'clock. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they were like, we usually don't, you know, really pay attention to the opening band, but you guys blew us away. Like we got a lot of great feedback um and then there was the last few shows we actually ended up being main support wow um for on the on the tour what was the other band that was touring for most of it we were touring with surfboard who's cool. incredible surfboard. i love surfboard. i like that name yeah I like that name. oh my gosh um and at the beginning of the tour i'm gonna say their name wrong um i'm gonna say it wrong so i'm not gonna okay say it, no but they were really awesome <laughs> Metallica. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Metallica, Metallica was the no, main support. It's great. Main support <laughs> for me first and gimme gimme's. Uh, okay, so you got to see some family though. Yes. Out on the road. So tell yeah. me a little bit about, you know, meeting some some of your family or some someone you people you had already known for a while or Yeah, we um saw my great aunt. So we had a oh my god, this this was the only scheduling thing that was a little weird. We had to get from DC to Georgia in mm -hmm. one night. And so we Did you guys have a van? Yeah, okay, we had a cool, big 12 cool. passenger van. Nice. And so we ended up we were, we were trying to plan this out and so mm -hmm. I called my my uh, my great aunt who lives in South Carolina. Cool. And so we were like, "Hey, we've got this show in DC tonight, mm -hmm. but we need to get to Georgia, so yep. can we drive to you after the show then sleep for a few hours and get to Georgia. She's like, of course. I was like, okay, we're not getting there. It's like 3 a.m. though. So yes. <laughs> um, so we went to her to her house, got there at 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning, and she, um, her husband was my grandpa's youngest brother, yeah. um, and he had just passed away, actually, mm. um, just over, over the pandemic, I think in 2020. Yeah. And I haven't seen her since he passed, but he used to work for Universal Studios. Wow. And um, was... Uh, you're holding up seven. Oh, was that the? Oh, he was in the movie Seven too. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, cool. sweetie. Um, <clears throat> and he worked on. What's in the box? Um, What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he worked yeah. on, I think, the first Batman movie. Wow. Um, but he gifted Cedric like a Batman mask from the set like okay. years ago. But um, so they've they've interacted with Hollywood folks, and one sure. of my favorite memories from seeing my aunt was that she had a picture of her holding up a pair of underwear. Yep. With her friend. And I was, I was like, hoping what you'd is tell this story. Oh, yeah. I was like, Auntie Daria, what, what is that? A picture? Why do you have underwear? She goes, so your uh, uncle was doing a film, and we stayed in the hotel room with, you know, um, while he was working. And we actually snuck into Denzel Washington's hotel room and stole his underwear <laughs> and took a picture with it. That is so so was a awesome. picture of her holding Denzel's underwear, which I was like, I am so proud of you, Auntie. <laughs> My mom has a huge crush on Denzel, so I just. I'm a say, Tom Hanks gal. Jealous. Tom Hanks, yeah. okay. Hey. <laughs> I oh, real quick before I. I mean, I, I love Denzel. Don't get me wrong. Shout out Denzel. <laughs> Training day. What? 
Uh, so I, I have to mention, you mentioned Barrett Martin. I've, I've said it, her name a couple times, so no more free advertising. Taryn, who does nights here on KISW, she named her, her son Barrett after Barrett Martin. Really? Yep, they're friends with Barrett Martin as well, but yeah, she named her son Barrett. Oh, so. that's amazing. Yeah. Barrett's so. awesome. <laughs> what a great band. But we have a band in studio right now that's a great band as well, Plactone. See what I did there? We're segueing. That was great. Yeah. I'm taking notes. Totally natural, bro. <laughs> totally natural. Yeah. But we have one half. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the the process of, of writing this new album or the attempt to write this new album. And there you go, and the where, attempt. The attempt, where it's at and everything. But we're going to go into a song right now. So uh, we're going to jump into Plaid Pants. So I know that you're a radio DJ, but I want you to be cheesy 90s rock radio morning show, like over-the-top morning zoo radio with the most exactly i want you to just go over the top and introduce this okay yeah can you do I that for me out, i will do my best okay. i was you know you know i was like five in the early 90s so i like, wasn't hey listening. what's going on okay. i'm evil walker here uh, thank you for that example like, okay, okay so and and the name of the show is loud and local and the song is plaid pants so. okay can you do my um this is loud and local. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. You're about to listen to Plaid Pants from the one and only The Black Tones. On J-I-S-W. Rock. Was that good? Is that how you guys did it? Amazing. Let's go.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wide pants here by the Black Tones. We have Eva Walker. Uh, she is, as we mentioned, Seattle Rock royalty now. Oh. In the flesh here in studio. You've come to our... Our lowly studio. You you've come from a down from your your rock like uh, mountain of of the of the moor last night. This like pinnacle, and you've graced us with your presence. It's so nice that, like we mentioned, all the Seattle legends are so nice. I appreciate you being so. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. But seriously, it's awesome to have you in studio, and uh, you know. One thing about the pandemic is it made me really appreciate um, the things like having bands in studio again, like oh, yeah. having conversations in person. Zoom's cool. It's fine. I became kind of a uh, a ringleader of sorts, you know, with with kind of, you know, finagling and, and telling people when to talk and, you know, trying to kind of do that. But it's so awesome to have that connection, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, Jake. Yes, sir. You are also uh, very uh, famous in the sense that you wrote <laughs> Muggsy Bogues' book, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote a book for, like, one of the legendary Charlotte Hornets. That's right. One of the shortest basketball players of all time. The, yeah, the shortest. Yeah, 5'3", so, Muggsy Bogues, yeah. Not only that, but you had a cover story recently on Dolly Parton. Yeah. For American Songwriter. Yes, did you guys, uh, I got to ask, like, did you guys connect on, on like, rock music? Was that what kind of brought you guys together? Uh, well, I saw Eva play a show at the Rendezvous Jewel Box Theater um, years ago. I don't oh, know. Oh, well, that was performance, sweetie. Uh, the Blues Naked, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> for the most part. Um, and Mostly naked, not totally. We were both there with different people, and we didn't know each other, but I wanted to know her after I saw the show. Um, and so na- I, after you saw her naked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly her singing voice. Um, but then, uh, uh, so I sort of uh, did the thing where you track somebody down on Facebook, um, mm. and I used my uh, card as a, quote, writer in Seattle, um, sort of to get some more information and see I'd if like she to was... Write a story yeah, how about an interview naked? Um, uh, <laughs> um, but no, so we sort of, I don't know, after that connected on Facebook a little bit and I became more aware of her and her band, The Black Tones, and um, we ended up actually just sort of running into each other a bunch at Aaron Jones' show and, Shout out Aaron. and um, Columbia City and Columbia City Theater where I was working at the time. And 
uh, I was a bartender at that time, and I uh, she was sitting at the end of the bar at some point, and uh, she ordered a glass of wine, and I brought it over to her, and famously in our own heads said, "The Black Tones discount, it's on me," and uh, and that sort of ingratiated me to her. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> free glass of wine, and now we're married." So, uh, bartenders, there's hope out there for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We just kept running into each other, and we we hung out, and um, we've kind of been together ever since. And we, that was five, six years ago, something like that. We've been married for about two years now. There you go. It's great. And now you got a tour manager. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's also very humble. He's like mm. the secret sauce to the Black Tones. I don't. People uh, don't really know that. Okay. So uh, he's helped. Uh, he, he has a hand in why we are where we where we're at sure. now. So. I'm very thankful Your to international him. touring success. <laughs> well, actually, what do you think? Do you think international is out of the picture in 2023? Is that something you want to do? Um, I, I would love to. Okay. Um, yeah, five weeks was a little long, but that's yeah. okay. Um, Kiss, if you're ever looking for an opening band, there, let's go. <laughs> there you go. I'll paint my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're in the process of, of writing a new record. Are you writing the songs now or are you recording the songs that you've already written? <laughs> or both? I would love to be recording them now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, no, there is a couple that we did record. They aren't done yet. But mostly writing. Yeah. Um, the theme of the second record is... it. It's... it's uh... Death. <laughs> there is a, <clears throat> a lot of death themes in, in what I think might end up being in this record. But mm-hmm. that's because that's just real life. Yeah. Um, but I've been getting really influenced by a lot of um, vintage 70s music, uh, rock music, yeah. and psychedelia music from Nigeria and from Zambia. Wow. So really, we already covered two Zamrock songs from an artist called Chrissy Zebitembo. They both end in Maker. One is called Troublemaker, one's called Coffin Maker. Wow. <laughs> um, but um, I have a feeling, and I was just telling Ben Gibber this last night. It's like uh, our next record is probably going to sound like it's coming out of Zambia or coming out of Nigeria. And, uh, wow! <laughs> he was like excited about that. But um, uh, that's the stuff I've been listening to. Cool. So um, and that's what's been really influencing me lately. That's awesome. Um, so I think it's gonna. But there are there have been some heavy themes because there's also been some heavy things that have happened in my life. Sure. And so um, they make for good. Song topics. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the fact that so we, we when we say Jack and Dino that his name is synonymous with sub pop records. You guys over the pandemic, you guys released a singles for the iconic sub pop single series. Uh, you know they brought it back and in Black Tones uh, were the last I think were the last yeah. single yeah. on the sub pop singles. Uh, and you know. What was that like working with Sub Pop Records? That I mean, that's quite a name that that carries Dude. some weight in this, not just this city, but the world. Yeah. I'm born and raised in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This is the, the only city I've ever lived in. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, Sub Pop has always been something that's been like... Oh. Rainier beer and Sub Pop Records, yeah, right? Just, yeah, exactly. Just something that was like, to I thought, unreachable just because sure. it was so cool. Yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember being a teenager just being like, oh my God, if I just was friends with them, I'd be happy, let alone releasing yeah. something. And so when they uh, reached out to, um, I actually originally, let me tell you how it actually originally went. Jake told me about the Sub Pop singles, which I wasn't even that aware of sure. the singles club. Jake told me about it. 
and then we were talking. I was talking. We were. I don't know if, it, if this was your idea or my idea, but curating one for local music that's probably your idea that's why he's a secret sauce he has oh. he actually has all the ideas i just present them he, so he's kind of like the <laughs> wizard in the wizard yeah. of oz behind. yeah okay. exactly cool. yeah. exactly um he's the robot in my brain kind of mm. like helping me make good decisions yeah. so um <laughs> illuminati yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> illuma yudi yeah yeah there um, we go. <laughs> sorry sweetie um so um so i reached out to sub pop because i Got to know them when I got hired for Audio Oasis because yeah. Jonathan Pondman used to host Audio Oasis back in the day. And so Cheryl Waters connected us because he wanted to meet me. I was like, hell yeah, I want to meet you too. Sure. Um, and so me and him were connected. And then I had reached out asking about um, curating the singles club, mm-hmm. like a local version. Yeah, like all the Oasis, like local version. And they reached back out and said, actually, because they had already started, sure. they collect that stuff early. And I didn't realize that. They're like, actually, we were kind of wondering if the Black Tones would want to contribute the song. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. do you need it by? Oh, <laughs> I can work on it right now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, that's how that got that got connected and started. And I love the folks at Sub Pop. They are wonderful megan jasper incredible jonathan Pondman, incredible um i've met a few other people that work there and they're just they're just a great group That's of people cool. yeah and um i'm always rooting for them and i am honored as a seattleite to have even just a single out on yes. sub pop i'm honored and i feel like i reached one of the highest goals of the seattleite <laughs> absolutely that's so awesome. So, as a as a as a whole, Black Tones has always it seems like been pretty independent minded. Uh, is that something that's important to you? Is being an ind- independent band being? Um, it's one of those things where um, I'm just kind of going with the wind. Sure. I don't. I have no problem being an independent musician. Or no all. problem being on a label. I have no a good problem being on a label. Okay, I just don't want any crappy contracts, yep, and I want to own all of my stuff. But if okay. you want to like help me blow it out there, sure. I'm not going to fight you on yeah, it. Yeah. But I just don't want anyone to screw but me owning over. Owning your masters would be a nice thing. Exactly. To have, right? I just so. don't want to be screwed over. But so it doesn't matter if it's in. There's no like, oh, we've got to be independent forever. Like if we are independent forever, great. And if we're not, great. Just yeah. don't sign the bad contract. So I'm, I'm, I'm open. It's smart. It's my idea to this. It's just being open about it. And nice. be, and it's important to be open because also like you can have like your thing, but you know, you might be missing out on a really cool opportunity. Just have a lawyer, just have, you know, a team of people you trust mm-hmm. to look at stuff for you and don't just sign the the dotted line without, you know. <laughs> okay. So I saw you at WWE SmackDown. Heck yeah. And your brother was there too, and your niece was there. Yeah. What did she think? <laughs> Um, she, she liked it. Yeah. I think she did. She, oh, she, she, she's five now. She fell asleep on the, okay. for okay. like the last, she missed the last match. Yeah. <laughs> she fell asleep, but she was having fun. She was asking questions like, who's that? And would kind of react with the crowd. So, mm-hmm. um, my brother would be like, okay, that's a good guy. So she would be like, yay, yeah. go, like rooting for him. Go good guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, and then like, if it was a bad guy, like she would do her Ooh. thumbs down, you know, like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it was just really cute to see her react. And it that's was awesome. also just special because me and Cedric both love wrestling yeah. as kids. And, um, he liked it first and then I liked it later. And then we, we've just always loved it. And now we're sharing it with like another generation, yep. you know, that, of our family. And so it's super special on that, in that sense. I don't watch it as much now, sure. but I remember loving it so much. Who's your so, guy? Um, We've talked about this before. 
Um, like my guy now, or just was. in my life? My, when you were a kid, was um, were you Hardy Boys? Were you wearing the Jenkos? I did like the Hardy Boys a lot, but I also like someone who I hate now. Unfortunately, um, I loved Hulk Hogan, and okay. now yeah. I'm not a hey, fan so. of him. We don't need to get into that, but I loved Hulk no, Hogan. We can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, he, yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I can't stand him now, but um, I was into yeah him and. Uh, Loved The Undertaker, loved The Rock. Stone Cold Steve Austin, I think, was my one of my main favorites. But I like to ask friends or new people I meet who I find out like wrestling, like, hey, NWO or DX? And I think, have I asked you that? Because if I haven't, I should, because our friendship depends on this, Kevin. So what are we, there era, is a what, correct what answer. What are we talking now? <laughs> so are we talking like early NWO or like really washed out? I think old, we're talking about like, the career span of either group. Oof. And there is a correct answer. There. Looking like at the time, I would say DX. Now I'm saying NWO for life. All right, we can remain friends. Okay. <laughs> NWO is my that's my um Okay. my group. So, when I was a kid, I gave my mom a crotch chop and said told her to suck it. <laughs> and uh and she didn't get mad. She just said, "Kevin, that was really weird and there will be a time in your life when you're older and you'll realize how weird that is <laughs> to tell your mom to suck it." And now I realize how weird that is. <laughs> the worst thing in life for me during that time was if I got in trouble, like my mom saying, "You can't watch SmackDown oh tonight." God. That was that was that ruins my life at, at the time. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would like cry. Yep. I would like it, it was just my life is over. I can't watch SmackDown this week. Oh my god! <laughs> it was that serious, and well, she knew it. She so knew she it. knew how you to discipline me. Can't watch SmackDown me. this week. No, she knew how to discipline. I was she like, like what? cancels UPN for the week. Or something, yeah, I'm know? like, can't you just like do something else, like lock me out, or yeah. I don't know. I'll skip dinner, but come on, I can't. You're gonna ask me to skip. Gotta Smackdown. have my wrestling. <laughs> Back when I was around that time, that um. I was I was I was mentioning that I told my mom to suck it. Uh, I had a all my wall, my wall was uh, covered with wrestling posters, and you know I had like corn posters too. So I had like new metal <laughs> posters, and then and then wrestlers, and I had the Stone Cold and the, and the Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. But my the back side of my my door where you my mom couldn't see the that divas, was put, put huh? The Trish Stratus <laughs> and the China Trish Stratus poster and the, actually. All these like hot. Diva babes, you know. <laughs> and one day I came home, and all of them were taken down. I think my mom went in to go do some laundry. She found all my divas. <laughs> my babe wall is taken down. Oh man, not cool, dude. I had a Trish Stratus and Alita poster, but it it always had like the clothing side and then the like swimsuit side. Oh, yeah. So I always kept it on like the clothing side because I was like, okay, <laughs> and let me Cedric's just like, like, like bathing boom, suit time. Bathing yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Not that I minded no, the bathing suit yeah, side, but it was just, you know, I'm like, well, age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one thing I was going to ask is is so you are you've got your hooks into the local scene. You're very aware of all the local music going on. It's the year end. 
we got we're coming down to it. What what have been some of your favorite uh, records of the year? What have been some bands that are on your your radar that you've been jamming on your show? Man, I really like Odessa's record, "The Last Goodbye." Cool. I think that's has I think that's my probably number one favorite that cool. released this year, and um, I also. Oh geez, now I'm, I'm thinking back on my list. I've made two top ten lists. Wow. Um, uh, well, that's gonna be like a band, but like I'm trying to think of like my albums. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and segue into that one. There's a band that I just discovered called Screen Frogs. They're inc- Screen Frogs. Yeah, they're incredible. Okay. Um, and I played them. Just this week on Audio Oasis, actually. Mm-hmm. So much that during the show, I had to message them, be like, you guys are freaking incredible. I yeah. hope you know that. Um, so that's like my new discovery. And uh, I don't know about you. Like, I get excited about music yeah. all the time, like local music. But like maybe just a couple times a year, maybe sometimes just one time a year, I'll like freak out the freak out over mm-hmm. a band and for this year it's screen frogs screen frogs <laughs> yeah okay nice yeah. dude right um on. i also like this band russian blue we played with them in um oh well, well, well i can't remember the town we played with them in but they're like a combination of um joy division and who else i'll say joy division and the killers cool but i don't think that's the Killers was the second band I originally thought, but um, nice. they've got like a tad of Joy Division in, in there. Um, so yeah, there's a yeah, there's Some there's a lot stuff. of good stuff. Yeah, band I just have been uh, just obsessed with this band called Denial of Life from Tacoma. They're just like nice. thrash rock metal. Like the singers, she's such a badass. I had them up to Loud Local a couple weeks ago, so they're going to be doing big things in the like metal and and punk scene and stuff in the next year. Or so selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so uh black tones you guys uh gonna be you know going out and uh, what hold on you, you got to work on the record first is that first things first you're probably going to be working on the record before you go out on tour again right you know, I actually see us going on tour again, probably before our second record is oh, totally really? done. Okay. Um, because there's so much of the world still that hasn't heard 
Cobain and Cornbread since 2019 because yeah. it came out before the pandemic. Yep. So we never got to tour on it. We were supposed to mm-hmm. and uh, a few times and it just never happened. So this last five week tour we just did, I mean, everyone's just like, what? What is this? I haven't, there's, it's like they're new they're still new but they're not new you know Mm -hmm. and so um new to them yeah exactly so there's still a lot of just the country definitely the world but a lot of the country that still is being introduced to cobain and cornbread because we couldn't do much just keep keep releasing singles off that yeah yeah just do that (laughs) so um i think we are not going to worry about like having to have a record done before we tour again because too many people still haven't heard these songs at least not live yet okay so Right on. Well, uh, if people, you know, they they want more and they want to check you guys out, what's the best way to support y'all? Oh, man, the best way to support us? Um, you could just wire money into my account. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your social security? <laughs> it is 999-999. Um, <laughs> Bandcamp is always a great mm-hmm. way to uh, support us. We have a website, theblacktones.com. Um, but, you know, the streaming services. Get them in your algorithm. The, yeah, yeah, the streaming Feed services. The tech beast. Yeah. That's right. There you go. We're on all the social media platforms. And however they see fit. I mean, I'm you know, there's there's a million ways to yeah. support us. But if we're in a town near you, like the best thing to do would be to come out to a show Absolutely. and meet us. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. Other than Seattle, what's your favorite non-Seattle place to play in Washington? Are you, you like Bellingham? Do you like you know Everett? Are you all about Tacoma? That's a good question. Outside of Seattle, what's a good good city for We've you had guys? some really good shows at Alma Mater in Tacoma. Hell yeah. Great some venue. really great, great venue. shows there. They're going to start doing um, some Defy Wrestling shows there. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going. Ooh, Let's go. Nice. Let's, Let's go. finally go to one when I Let's don't go. have, like, you know, an a important radio show. Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think the last one, I was like, I can't. It's my wedding anniversary. There you <laughs> like, go. Here's my calendar. Don't book yeah, them on exactly, these days. Exactly. Um, yeah, I like playing in Tacoma. Cool. Um, but I do like, we. Uh, Bellingham is usually always a good time, too. Nice. Uh, yeah. Village, Dobay. Yeah. Jake, where can people read your stuff? Oh, they can read it on generally on American Songwriter, but I've also been doing some basketball writing for The Guardian, which has been super fun. Um, and I, yeah, I have a website that's just my name, jakeudy.com. But, nice. Um, How yeah. do you spell Udy? Uh, U-I. T T Ah, hell yeah! <laughs> but thank it, you for asking. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure having y'all uh, in here. And uh, hey, Kevin, yeah. if you had a metal band, what what would it be called? What are you going to write some songs for it? Dears for fears. Are you, you going to create a? De- are you going to? I'm not talented music wise, so if you write the demo, <laughs> I'll do vocals on it. Okay. Okay. Write me a metal band. Okay. Make me a band. I want to know your band name though. <laughs> Uh, Unless it's not radio friendly. <laughs> um, awkward orgasm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awkward orgasm. Hey, what's up? My name is Kevin Deers, and this is my band, Awkward <laughs> Orgasm. Uh, this is a song called I Told My Mom to Suck It. <laughs> All right, we're going to go into Mr. Pink. This is uh, a little bit more serious, though. So let's talk about Mr. Pink. So this, well, before we jump in, this is the Black Tones, and and and, and you got to support them. But we're going to go into Mr. Pink, a song from Kobe and Corbett. Yeah. So tell me about Mr. Pink. Yeah. So the official title is "Welcome, Mr. Pink." Welcome, so Mr. it's Pink. kind of like okay. a introduction to Mr. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so "Welcome, Mr. Pink." is 
takes a perspective of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a bank robber in the late 80s and early 90s. And I called it Mr. Pink because when you steal money from a bank, it has ink packets attached to it. Yeah. And how they know it's stolen is the ink packet like explodes on you. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I was told is that the, pink, the ink was pink. Um, and so um, he would have that on his clothes. Wow. Uh, I was two years old. Was he caught? When he, uh, I, th- what I was told also was that he turned himself in. But I don't, oh. I don't know that for okay. sure. I, okay. I do need to sit down and get his life story before he, you know, dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's what he did. Okay. <laughs> and so the song is a perspective of him kind of just sitting in like a prison cell. Yeah. Um, singing down like a a hallway like imagine like the face between the bars yep. and just singing, singing down the hallway yeah um and so it's a little reverby because I'm, I'm trying to imagine how your yeah. voice would carry in a prison hall and it's like nighttime maybe or something um, what if you actually recorded that in a prison would um, that be a little too close to you know i that would have been a great idea there's yeah. I, i've actually have worked on trying to get into prisons because i wanted to do something related to music in prisons because wow. one of the things my dad told me is because um, he had a funk band in prison mm-hmm. and he said that music helped him bridge the gap between sanity and isolation and so yeah. music really helped him get through his time there and so i kind of wanted to do something with that with people who were are who are currently incarcerated yeah. um because the point is to why we pay all this damn taxes is to reform them right mm-hmm. but that's like not happening um and so i want to do something with music because i have the experience of my dad going through that and uh, we almost got into monroe um but the slightest miscommunications with that system, then it's like the whole thing's off sure. because I knew a librarian, a prison librarian who was helping us with that. Wow. And we were putting together a talent show and um, didn't get to happen, but it'll happen. Um, it'll happen. Yeah. It's still something that I want to pursue, but um, I know we were supposed to go into the song, but I will mention real quick that I, I, totally back that and 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 when we were uh, doing metal shops uh, a couple years back we would often get calls from prison so we would get calls from it would say do you want to accept the call from and we would always say yes 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 <laughs> and we would record it because the person would be like hey what's up we're in the cell block we got the radio on we want to hear some slayer we want a circle pit in the cell block <laughs> and we would play him slayer and i met this guy at a slayer show like a year later wow. and he was like dude kevin he gave me a big hug he was like you sit we literally were circle pitting like mosh pitting in the cell block while you were playing slayer you like made our entire freaking weekend wow isn't that cool that and he would draw really us cool. like he would draw us um, like pictures of like pentagrams and he'd be like this is what I picture when you play my metal man that is awesome and he would send it to us so. I was working at a place uh, mm-hmm. and this was after our our uh, first band Seattle episode the same one that I told you Mike mm-hmm. saw and I was at work um, this was before KXP and I got yeah. a phone call and the thing is that I mentioned my work in that band in Seattle episode so yeah. I guess I could say I used to work at School of Rock sure and um so I I answered the phone. It's like hi. And it's like, will you accept a call from you know like yeah. the the prison thing? And I was like, uh, okay, sure. I guess. And it was an inmate who had saw the That's band so in cool. Seattle episode, so yeah. he knew where I worked, and he called and he wanted to talk about music. Nice. <laughs> and what he um what he's trying to do with music behind bars. And then I told him about my dad's experience yeah. and how music helped him. And he has a whole. You know, he was in 
prison for murder, but it's one of those cases where I think he, um, there's people trying to actually fight to get him out. It was like self-defense. So it's kind of controversial. Um, but, uh, that was I. I was really shocked. You, I I didn't know they watched a band in Seattle, yeah, and he yeah. kind of ended the phone call with "You have fans on the inside." That's awesome. <laughs> there you like, go. That's cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fans on the inside. Eva Walker <laughs> from the Black Tones. Next time we got to get Cedric up in here, and we got to get your mom so I can see my old principal we have from to Martin Sartoon Elementary. Shout it out. Uh, we're going to go into Mr. Pink. It's Welcome, Mr. Pink. Yeah, Welcome, Mr. Welcome, Pink. Welcome, Mr. Pink. It's the Black Tones. Check them out. Follow them on social media. Support them. And uh, we'll we'll have them in next time when they when they put that record out. That's right. There we go. <laughs> in 20 years. <laughs> it's Loud and Local here on The Rock.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.